Hello, this is Jonathan McNair. And this is Rob McNair. And this is Brother to Brother. Well, thanks for tuning into our podcast. This week, we're going to focus on Matthew 18 and leadership. So, uh, yeah, you want to jump right in, uh, Rod? Yeah, so Matthew 18 and verse 15, uh, we'll read that here. It says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. So, this is talking about if there is sin involved, and the question could be, how does this apply to leadership? And, and obviously, this, we're trying to focus in this podcast on different aspects of practical leadership. Um, we thought we'd take a look at this because even though uh, you know this is a brother going to a brother, and specifically about sin, frankly, not just uh, a minor offense, but but a sin that's involved. But there is a, a principle here that we can use in, in leadership. Um, so many times when God gives us, uh, when we have different scriptures on different topics, we can draw a principle from it that will help us to, uh, uh, to apply it to different situations. And as we were talking about this, I think it became clear that this is a, this is a leadership issue. Um, yeah, what, you know, our natural so, reaction is not necessarily to follow the, the guidelines there. Yeah, exactly. The, our natural reaction is to uh, not not go to our brother, uh, not not take care of it in the way that God uh, designs, but go to a friend. Uh, just find anyone who will listen, uh, so we can gripe. You know, that that's sort of the way. Have we... you heard what so and so did? <laughs> that's right. Okay. So um, no. So so the issue. What so? How does this work for in terms of leadership? Yeah. The question is what to do as a leader. If another member approaches you with a complaint against someone. And, and we're approaching this as, you know, any of us in a role where we want to be an, an influencer for good. That Really, that's the broad definition of a, I'll say a Christian leader. Um, somebody who wants to influence for, for good. So I want to make that clear that uh, that's what we're talking about. So, first thing. Listen. I I am. <laughs> Oh, you mean that, that? You mean that's the first principle? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, if we're going to uh, coach them into uh, following the principle of Matthew eighteen, we've got to understand a little bit of what the issue is, right? And when we see that it's going down a path that is accusing or um, or complaining about somebody else, that's the challenge. We have to listen, but you know, how long do we listen? Do we listen for until they tell the whole story or do we listen for just a little while? Well, th- what we're aiming for is when we realize what's going on, what we need to be doing is asking the question, have you gone to your brother? You know, right. for you, you're talking with me about this, but have you gone to Mr. Jones or Mr. Smith? Oh, maybe I shouldn't bring Mr. Smith's name into this. The Mr. Mr. Wallace Smith, I we should use a different name well, because what that about would be Mr. Jones. I Mr. Mean, Jones, I'm sure there's there a Mr. Jones out there right now. That's right. But 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 the but the point is, pretty soon, even though we need to listen, obviously to anybody who's who's, who's talking to us, pretty soon when we realize where it's going, we need to be able to ask the obvious question: Have you gone to your brother? Have you talked to? Mr. So-and-so. Because we should, in the back of our mind, as you said, to start off, what's the context? That we want to be an influence for good. Uh, we don't want to just sort of drift along and just 
see what happens and uh, wind up really being a part of a gossip trail. And the, I think the challenge with this is it takes courage, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it it it's an act of courage to go to your brother when there's been some type of of, a, of offense or something like that. It's it takes it takes courage, but. Not only should we be doing it, but we should be encouraging others to do it. If right. we're going to be a, a leader, we we should uh, be encouraging somebody else in that situation to do what they're supposed to do. And we should have the courage to, to if necessary, say, okay, just hold on a second. I can see where this is going. And, and maybe they... Maybe it doesn't exactly make them feel good that we haven't yeah. just listened to the whole story, but maybe it actually is better uh, to say, "Hold on, have you actually gone to the person?" And it takes courage on our part. What if yeah. what if they don't like it, and what if we, you know, what if there there becomes yeah. a little bit of a distance between us and them? That Be- takes courage because they may say, "Well, who do you think you are telling me what to do?" Or yeah. why are you? Uh, oh, you're just shutting me down. But but the reality is, we you're right. We have to be able to have the courage to to do the right thing and uh, to encourage them as as well. But the challenge is though that it does get more complicated, doesn't it? Yeah. In other words, you know, first uh, that I, we already talked about that briefly. But how long do you listen? You know. How how long do, are you polite, but you you wind it down? Um, that's that's the challenge. Do you, can you can you imagine some cases where you might cut someone off more quickly, or some other cases where you might let have them talk a little longer? I I, I personally think that um, when we know each other well, mm. it, sometimes uh, we know somebody is is. We know where they're going pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think I think sometimes we should even, you know, a, for a friend or somebody we know, we should be able pretty quickly to say, hold on. I don't I I'm not going there. I don't want to hear any more. If you haven't talked with them, don't talk with me. You know, and, and yeah. other times I, I do think maybe we don't know the person as well. And we haven't created a bridge of trust between us. And um, just in order to be polite, you know, we may need to not be quite so blunt, um, but still, you know, giving them the, the feeling that we're actually agreeing or that we're okay. And we're listening with a, an attentive ear is not really a healthy thing. We're not helping them to do the right thing. Right. So. Well, and, and there are some scriptures that, um, that really talk about how easily this whole conversation we're talking about can fall into gossip, right? It can be something that the Bible is very, very clear about that we should not do. You want to take the Proverbs? We, we have a couple of scriptures here that we're going to read, and I'll read the one in Leviticus. How about that? Okay. Okay, so we we go to Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 16, just talking about how serious the issue of gossip is, because it, it tears people apart, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it undermines trust. It, it can be really um, it'll tear a congregation it, apart. It can. It can create just a strife between people. So this is a, a godly principle to not engage in gossip. We read Leviticus chapter nineteen and verse sixteen. You shall not go about as a talebearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. In fact, you know, you think about it, verse 17 is is really a, an add-on to that, isn't it? Because 
if we are gossiping about somebody, we are doing uh, what it says in verse 17, and that is hating our brother in our heart. It says, you shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. So mm. it, the principle of, the, of a willingness to actually address things with someone else. But if we can encourage someone who's coming to us that's not doing that, but encourage them to actually use a mechanism that is a biblical mechanism, you know, we can be of help and we're influencing for, for good. Mm-hmm. That's right. Proverbs 11, uh, 13 is another example of this principle. A tale bearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Uh, you know, gossiping or allowing something that, that well, we, we, it, it seems like a going to your brother, but really it's telling your friend about going to your brother. Right. That, that can so easily turn into... Being a talebearer and not faithfully concealing a matter just among those who really need to know. Sure. You know? So it's, I mean, part of it is about being accountable and, right. and helping each other to hold each other accountable for doing what we should be doing. You think about that, even as, as brethren, um, when, when we're out of line, when we're doing something that's not right, then if we have the right attitude about it, and and a friend uh, politely and you know with discretion um, and in a in a right way when a friend alerts us to the fact that we're going off the track wouldn't wouldn't we appreciate that or would we just get mad you know would so really what we're talking about is within the church we need to be encouraging each other in a positive way and um, whether we're the one who is the you know, has, has committed the sin or is off track, or we're the one who's bringing it to their attention. That's part of the life within the church that is, that's healthy, should be healthy. Okay, so if I am a, a local leader, uh, person of influence in a congregation, and somebody comes to me complaining about another person, and I talk to them, and I encourage them, hey, you need to go to your brother. What if they're unwilling to go to that person? So I guess what I'm thinking is that first of all, they what they're saying is they don't want that other person to know that they're talking to anybody else about it, right? In other yeah. words, I don't want that person to know I'm talking to you about this. So I'm I want to be anonymous. You, but but don't, don't tell them. Don't tell them. Please don't tell them. And, and that really what they're saying is they're lacking the courage. Yeah. Or or it could be that they're they're lacking the love for their brother. In other words, yeah. they they don't have enough love for their brother that they'll avoid besmirching his or her name, right? I mean, yeah. it really, it's showing a lack of love. It's character assassination. Um, but but I guess I guess what you know what we could say if the person is coming to us is look, or at least we we try to get this point across is that if they if this is so important to you that you're telling me about it. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk with your brother about it? Why aren't you talking with your sister about it? You know, yeah. you, you say it's important. In fact, it's important enough that you that you're going on. And on that, that this is the third time you've come to me and told me this, and and yet you haven't gone to your brother. It, it, you're, you're, you say it's important, mm-hmm. but it's really not important enough to 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 discuss with your brother to have the courage to go to, to your to your brother. Um, well, what if they say, "Well, I don't I don't really want to get involved, and I don't want to make a big deal about it." I, again, I mean, I think the 
the the deal is they are making a big deal they about it. They already are. They already They're are. They're already so, talking to a third third party. Yeah, and and by the way, um, if it's handled in such a way that the person is is really, I'll say, shut down. In other words, okay, so person comes to me as in basically gossip about their neighbor, and if I don't, if I just listen to it and I entertain it, I, I'm encouraging gossip, yeah. you know. And um, as opposed to uh, being able to say, look, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to talk about this. Um, you're not willing to go to your brother. Um, so I, I, don't talk about it. And, um, you know, I think that the problem is, I mean, if everyone in the congregation, just think about this, if everyone in the congregation would actually handle it this way, where they would not entertain gossip, but they would be would they actually, you know, you know in a friendly way, but insist that the person go talk to their brother or their sister, it would shut down all gossip. Right. No, it would right. shut down all gossip in, right. a, in a congregation. Well, and, and Psalm 15, just as an aside, talks about both giving gossip and receiving gossip mm. is, is a problem. It says in Psalm 15, verse uh, 3, he who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. Mm -hmm. So when we are hearing someone complain about someone else, we have to be aware that there is a line that's crossed mm -hmm. that, that becomes us taking up a reproach, being willing to accept a reproach and not doing something about it. Not We're part of the problem. Exactly. We're part of the problem then in that case, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it can, it can cause such, and we already mentioned this, you know, or one of us mentioned, we were talking about this, but boy, gossip and people talking to other people about people, it can cause such a rift in a congregation. Rifts that, you know, that can go on for years because of things that are said. So what if a person says, well, I, I can't talk to them. It's going to cause conflict. I, you know, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, what that person is saying is that, look, um, I'm not willing to go to my brother, but I do want to gossip about it. Yeah, I'm telling you. And, and, and it's like, exactly. So, so, and maybe you can tell the minister. Yeah. Yeah. Which really, the, I think at that point, we need to be able to say, look, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm, yeah. well, this is not a talk. You need to do what you need to do what you're supposed to do. I mean, now sometimes, sometimes they'll say, that they already did talk with the person. Yep. So then what what do you do? What what if what if they've already talked to the person and it didn't go well and now they're coming to you and what do I do? You know, in in practical reality there is a time for us to actually say, look, the one you need to be talking to if you've already spoken with them and you've tried to resolve it, you really need to go to the pastor to talk about yeah. this because it, then the pastor can deal with it and work with the situation. Um but but the, but not everybody else in the congregation, right? You know, right? I, you know, sometimes as a pastor, I don't know about you, but I felt like I'm the last one to to know. You know, you're the last <laughs> you're the last one to hear about anything, and and yeah. and then somebody says, "Yeah, well, I've been uh, you know talking. I've known about this situation or what have you," and you're like, "What?" I've, first, I've heard, but um, but you know, there is a time when something does need to be taken to the pastor, and then he can coach through an appropriate response to it, and. Um, you know, whether it's something that involves other witnesses and things like that, too. So really what you're talking about is we have an opportunity. If someone comes to us, we have an opportunity to 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 coach them either to go back to the person and make sure you're taking it to your brother and talking to him or her 
Or if you've done it already, okay, and and no resolution, okay, talk to talk to the pastor, but mm-hmm. don't don't try to get a following. Don't try to sort of get everybody on your side. Go to the pastor and keep the circle small. This is the best type of leadership, isn't it? Leadership yeah. by example, because we're actually we're actually putting into place a biblical principle, and and we're showing by our actions that we're actually trying to live by it. Um, you know, yeah. so oftentimes we can say, well, that's that's the Bible, but here this my situation is more complicated or different. But you know, if we're going to influence for good, we actually act out the things that are instructed in the, in the scriptures. And here, this is a, a classic example. So are there some other passages or scriptures that sort of give the, the whole general idea of what we're talking about, the importance of if there's a problem, there's a sin that we really, it, we encourage that person to deal with it, to go talk to the, talk to the uh, offender and are there some passages you can look So Deuteronomy chapter 17 and 19 give a couple of passages. And, um, you know, as we were talking about this before, we were bouncing it around. And these came to mind because they actually highlight how, um, how important it is to not be a false witness. Mm-hmm. You know, not be somebody who's just quick to accuse and judge. Um, we can look at those. Deuteronomy chapter, 19, chapter 17. We'll, we'll go there first. But uh, Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse 7, I think, wow, this really highlights the importance of, of, uh, of, of not being in this mode of being quick to accuse. We see here in Deuteronomy 17 and verse 7. So, well, verse 6, whoever is deserving of death shall be put to death on the testimony of two or three witnesses. He shall not be put to death in the testimony of one witness. And then it says, the hands of the witnesses shall be the first against him to put into death, and afterwards the hands of all the people. So you shall put away the evil from among you. And, and chapter 19 and verse 15 also talks about um, the, the importance of, a, of a being a true witness. In this case, it says, look, if you're going to accuse somebody, you have to be, a, you have to be accountable. You can't be anonymous. Yeah. In fact, you have to put your be with the other witnesses. You've got to throw the first stone in a sense. You know, you've got to put your uh, be the first against him to put into death. Well, that's a heavy weight. You're putting your reputation on the line. You're putting your friendship on the line if it's that important to 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 help them. And what's really interesting to me is in chapter 19 and verse 15, it talks about how if a false witness is found out to be a false witness, that they get the penalty that they that would have been visited upon the person who they were accusing. So in other That's words, interesting. yeah, in, in other words, um, as we're thinking about this in terms of, of leadership, it is important that we as, as, uh, as Christians be really careful about making accusations and criticizing other people. And we may not know the whole story, but, but in all that, there's the second, that one step removed that we're talking mm-hmm. about is that mm-hmm. if we're going to be an influencer for good, then we need to, just like we need to be doing that, you know, being careful about making accusations, being careful about gossiping, going to our brother if need be. But we also need to encourage other people to do it by how we handle them potentially gossiping to us. Right. Or coming to us to make an accusation. Right. By even coaching them about 
about these these principles we're talking about. This um, well, so we're, let's head to the finish line here to try to wrap this up. Um, we want to give you a couple final verses here in terms of how we how we how we, how we deal with our our brother. Um, so let's go to, you want to do the Galatians one and I'll do the James one. Yeah. Galatians chapter six and verse one, it is really, um, talking about the, the, the issue that that we're, we're touching on today about caring enough for one another to, uh, to have the courage to go to our brother. Um, you know, instead of just spreading rumors, uh, have the courage to go to them and, and, and deal with the issue. It says, uh, Galatians 6 and verse 1, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. In other words, if if we are able to, if we're in the have a part in restoring them mm-hmm. in helping and in, in, in the context of our discussion, encouraging that person to go back to the, and, and go to their brother and, and, and try to work it out. They might actually be able to help them to come to a, a greater relationship with God even and uh, working through this issue. And, and the one, the section there in James that, um, uh, that we're looking at here, James chapter 5 and verse 19. Last couple of verses of James. So we read this. It says, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back. In other words, someone who recognizes that somebody is maybe they're, they're uh, beginning to push some sort of a heresy or something. Uh, as an example, and, and and so someone who's willing to say to them when when that person is comes up in conversation, they're pushing and says, "No, you're not right." As a, as opposed to saying to everybody else in the congregation, "You know what so and so said? I I don't know what to. I think maybe the pastor needs to say something to them or whatever." But instead, just actually right. saying to them, "Hold on, Joe." You know what you're saying is not right. You shouldn't be talking this way because what you're saying is is not biblically accurate. That's that's heretical, mm-hmm. um, and being ha- having the courage to do that, that's potentially. Well, I'll read verse twenty. It says, "Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins." In other words, you've done a good thing by helping that person um, to. To, to actually change. Uh, and, yeah. and so if we can encourage someone who comes to us gossiping about it to go back to that person and, and, and work with them and encourage them, we're actually doing a good thing. We're helping them to grow and we're helping potentially by extension, the other person to, to be helped through the issue. And just imagine the atmosphere in a congregation where people are, there's not gossip. Instead, people deal with each other as they, as issues arise. It, it just it just puts establishes a dynamic of peace mm-hmm. as opposed to the gossiping back and forth and um, it, it's just a, a quite a contrast from uh, a, a congregation where there's strife because of because of gossip so let's go back to matthew 18 15 and, and finish where we started off okay and um <clears throat> I read at the beginning, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. But we know that that's not how it ends. 
It next says, if he hears you, you have gained your brother. Which is which is the objective, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if our, and there are some other instructions about how to take it, but we're focusing simply on this point of going directly to your brother. So we'll stick with that for, for today. But that's the objective. And if we're, if we care about our brother, then we're going to be willing to, to go to our brother. But we're also going to be willing to encourage others to go to the brother as opposed to uh, gossiping to us. Now, that's a powerful, a powerful point. And really, so what that, what that means is anytime someone comes to anyone in the congregation, they have an opportunity to be a leader at that moment if it is this type of situation. Step up, they, yeah. They discern that, well, I, sh- I really shouldn't be listening to this. I should encourage them to do what it says in Matthew 18. Go to your brother. This really speaks to the point, I think, in terms of leadership, as we're, we're trying to do in this podcast, to talk about practical, nitty-gritty, you know, to-the-bone leadership, as opposed to simply, um, you know, standing up or having some, uh, say, a title or uh, a, a, a role that seems to be very important. Um, look, a leadership can be exercised in, in this, and actually, it's really you know, it's really gutsy to 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 ex- express leadership in a situation like this, but it's leadership. Yeah, it's definitely leadership. And by the way, we're only at twenty five minutes, so we're <laughs> maybe we should go on for another five minutes just to make it feel natural, like because normally these are about. 30. I, I have to I have to tell the inside joke to our audience here, and that is that we've we said, look, we want to have 50, a fifteen minute podcast. <laughs> And, and it's it, never really worked it out. It seems like way. we just can't, you know, we can't uh, hone it down to that. So we thought this one would be a lot shorter. <laughs> and <laughs> it's maybe three minutes shorter. Well, we appreciate your patience and hope that the point got across and that it's of value. That's really what this is all about. And if you do want this to go a full 30 minutes, just rewind about three <laughs> minutes back and play the play the ending again. Thanks for being with us. This is Jonathan McNair. And this is Rob McNair. And this is Brother to Brother. Have a great week. Bye-bye.